thank you guys for joining us. Um, we are pretty excited about this community call. This is kind of the culmination of a lot of effort from Moshe and Ivy and Alex. And um, we got a lot of value out of what they produced for us. And we're pretty sure that you guys will as well. So without further ado, I will give the stage to Moshe and let him kind of run with this thing. Um, Moshe will share the slides. Um, if not in the thread right now, we'll share them after this call so that you guys can kind of see what we're working with. <clears throat> um, but we're pretty excited to share this with you. So Moshe, welcome to the stage. Um, we're excited for us. Awesome. So hello everyone. Good morning, afternoon, evening. My name is Moshe and I'm, um, have led up, uh, with, Alex and Ivy and others on our team, our research effort here in Coordinate. Um, our goal was really stepping back and saying, hey, we developed a product that's working really well for you know, DAOs at this moment, but we really want to understand more deeply, like what are the unmet needs and aspirations of DAOs? And we, when we talked, asked around our network, no one had really done a look deeply into this question in, in, the, in the way we found satisfying. So, we initiated that, particularly digging deep into compensation, coordination, um, feedback on the coordinate tool itself, but also like what else is problematic for you? What else is keeping you up at night? Um, what else is unaddressed? So we could start thinking about that as we develop the next version of our tool. So I will say that, um, you know, when we asked current users, like how likely they are to recommend coordinate, um, we got like, you know, nine or 10 on a one to 10 scale pretty consistently. And that said, like th this presentation is a little more pessimistic because we're focused on what are the challenges, what are the risks, what are the uncertainties that DAOs are starting to thinking about that can affect our space in the future, trying to get ahead of the curve. Um, and then we're using these insights <clears throat> to feed directly into the next um, iteration of the product. Um, and I will also say that this is a bit of a kickoff of what we're calling a coordinate research circle, where we want to be more actively involved with our community of users in the development of the next wave of the product. So one, in understanding their needs, and two, in terms of like getting feedback on mock-ups and design and different branch points we could take in product development. So it would be really exciting to, first of all, have everyone engage in this presentation in the chat. So like things that you find interesting, things you disagree with, like comment on them in the chat. If you have ideas or thoughts related to them, like please feed them into the comment and we'll take a look at them later. But also please connect and reach out to us if you'd like to be part of our ongoing research effort here in Coordinate. Um, so the process we went through is, you know, we, we did about 20 interviews with DAO founders, um, admins at the DAOs, and, um, and, and as well as a few thought leaders to really understand like what is going on in this world of DAOs. Um, we spent, and we spent two months synthesizing these insights internally. And we also looked at our own coordinate circle internally um, within, the, within our team to understand like how coordinate is working. In. And then we put the all in, we did a whole bunch of, you know, like analysis of those insights in a software called Dovetail. Um, so I'm going to walk you through eight insights. You know, what is an insight? An insight's more than just a finding. 
it's something that articulates the most valuable learnings that we believe emerged from our research. So there's a lot of distillation that went into these insights. Okay, so those who are following on the slide deck, I'm on slide six now. Our first insights is related to the ethos of the DAO. Um, so we found that there was a ton of diversity amongst DAOs, right? And like there's a whole, there's a spectrum almost from those who are like are are doing this for reasons that are like we want a better world and we're willing to do what it takes to make that happen. Um, and decentralization is deeply important to those folks, to folks on the other end of the spectrum who are more, have a more of a Silicon Valley mindset are more practical. They're like, yeah, blockchain is useful and we want to take advantage of that, but we're also importing um, our way of operating from the tech, tech web to world. Um, across that spectrum, though, there's this post-corporate ethos that's really centered on empowerment, experimentation, and allowing emergence to happen that we found across everyone we spoke to. Um, and what we found is that this is really helping create a culture of good vibes, autonomy, a spirit of evolution, and that's generating all these new possibilities and creativity such as the world has not known for a, at this scale, maybe ever. But it's also creating some challenges, right? These decentralized and power organizations are also struggling a bit with focus, making decisions, and committing to them. Decision-making could feel pretty slow and cumbersome at DAOs, especially if it's trying, they're trying to do it in a way that coordinates across the whole organization. So I'm, I'm going to read off some quotes to support this. You know, DAOs are, aren't defined by a binary yes or no. There's like a 1 to 10 scale. How DAO are you? We aren't that far along, but we're, we're still very top-down hierarchical like a traditional org. But we ask for feedback and input. And we hope to decentralize more control more in the future. So here's someone who's using Coordinate, who's in the D, in the DeFi space, who's asking themselves, "Yeah, are we really a DAO?" And I think this came up pretty consistently. Like, are we DAO enough um, amongst a good subset of our users? And this is another quote from a DAO founder: "We're here to build a network, a strong network." And the founder, well, I want to play a role in that network and to help sustain it. I don't want to be the one responsible for decision making and who gets paid. And you know, I'd like to step back more and more over time. Um, and this is another DAO that was very decentralized, you know, very, very um, mission driven. In DAOs, decision making doesn't come from the top. Anybody should be able to do anything. Everything we do is built on emerging consensus from the bottom up. But maybe we need to be more top-down too, as we're now realizing the DAO itself needs to tell the DAO what it needs so it can voice and execute strategies. So, you know, even those DAOs that are kind of on the more decentralized end, they're like, yeah, we actually need to develop these top-down capabilities too, so we can coordinate and have some shared mission and purpose and direction. So um, at the end of every insight, there's a reflection on how this relates to coordinate. Um, you know, one of the reasons DAOs love coordinate is it's aligned with this like empowered bottom-up philosophy and it also helps um, eliminate the needs for tougher decisions around budgeting, hiring, and salaries, particularly for younger DAOs. You know, so you can get jump-started without having to make all these decisions and let, you know, salary compensation rewards emerge from the bottom up. Um, our second insight is related to the culture of DAOs. Um, and so something that really emerged across our conversations is that it's so important to feel a sense of ownership and belonging. And that's really motivating for contributors, you know, 
In fact, DAO leaders don't want people just showing up for money or to get rich quick on the coins. They want to filter those people out. They want people who are there because they care about the project and care about that sense of belonging to something bigger. And DAO leaders work really hard to engender these feelings through multiple touch points, right? Like they build structures, communication channels, use language, develop memes, and have a whole aesthetics that really reinforces this sense of ownership and tribal identity, belonging to something bigger. Um, so a few quotes that I love that supported this is, DAOs are not just financial organizations. They're also a revolution in belonging. You feel like you're part of something. And we have this DAO, they have a hotel meme, and we think of ourselves in the business of hospitality. Financial capital is not enough to get smart in this ecosystem. You need to give people an experience. Part of the hotel model is maybe you check in for a night, two nights, three nights a month, whatever it may be. We need to count for all of it, but along the way, make sure people are having a really great experience and hope they extend their stays. Um, and this reminds me a lot of, frankly, when I did work on the sharing economy for my doctoral work and how Airbnb thought about creating a hospitality culture and a place of belonging versus a transactional hotel you check into for just a night. Um, another quote, um, some of our users are here for like, we're here for the money thing, but the attitude I really pushed is we're here to have an impact. You've got to treat this like it's your own project. It's a lot more to me than just making money. Next quote, as contributors add value, how can we give them greater ownership and governance power? This is especially important for new contributors. We want to avoid entrenching power among only early contributors, right? So in this DAO, to how do we even, uh, how do we make sure newer people who are contributing have a voice? And they've made the choice to allocate non-transferable governance to tokens to these folks via coordinate circles. So how this relates to coordinate is, Coordinates help gives people a sense, this sense of ownership, even if they're just showing up part-time or for bonuses, right? They are already part of something and are already being empowered once they meet the threshold of, of giving in a circle. And we found that contributors really like participating in that process. Um, and just one cool anecdote I want to share is we even found one DAO that has a hybrid of um, base pay in cat plus using coordinate for bonuses. And in this case, they um, several people stepped and say stepped up and said, hey, our base pay is like higher than the rest of the group. We want to put that into the circle and redistribute that as a give opportunity. And so we're seeing like even emergent true gifting happen that's saying like, yeah, we actually want to give back more into the pool um, from our own base pay. So the bone it could be redistributed amongst our other members which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the third insight I'm going to share is about talent. So most DAOs aspire to have soft borders, to be pretty porous and inclusive, but they all need protected, protected cores. And so what happens is newcomers will inch in over time and are kind of vetted or tested as they are signaling that they're competent, that they're trustworthy, and they're willing to make some level of commitment to the DAO, right? And so the more mature these DAOs get, the more layers of exclusivity form almost organically, right? It's not so hard to attract warm bodies, but um, vetting them and directing their, their efforts to the right things or fitting them to existing teams is a challenge, right? And these DAOs, most of them lack a path for moving people from DAO curious to DAO committed. 
Um, that said, like these DAOs benefit a lot from committed, dedicated members, a core group of people who are sticking around to hit the project milestones. Um, and they, there's a real cost or toxicity when people come in who are misaligned, who have the wrong motivations for being there, or who are not doing things that are um, in attunement with the broader goals of the DAO, right? So some quotes to support this is, if someone new comes in, you need to make sure they're in a position to succeed. Now we start implementing applications and adding interviews because we just can't let anyone come in and contribute. Like their times wouldn't be well, time may not be well spent and we want to make sure they're fit culturally, right? Um, an interesting anecdote is at one protocol DAO where there was, there was no date to, contri to contribute on a philosophical level, they found that they still need to protect that core team. So they started burrowing more and more layers of Telegram channels in. I think when we spoke to them, they had like a seventh layer deep of Telegram channels to make sure these safe, sensitive decisions can happen in a high trust strategic place, right? So like, yes, everyone's welcome, but there has to be a ways of protecting the core essence of those who've shown, you know, commitment, competence, and, and trustworthiness um, and alignment of motivations. And of course, like, Another instance is we talked to a service DAO, and initially they were desperate for anyone to come in, and then they grew and they became you know a hot thing and added more and more contributors. Now the challenge they had is older contributors remained, but their work quality was not up to the level the DAO expect anymore. Yet there's no way to offboard them, and so offboarding is a challenge that a lot of the DAOs we spoke to were also struggling with. Um, so how does coordinate come in? You know, coordinate. I, I, surprisingly, uh, was used to as a signal for value or social capital. Like, who's part of this network? Who's seen as valuable? Who's related? Um, and it's been really helpful for new contributors to earn their stripes and find a path forward or time, right? It's also a signal of, like, who's no longer. We see, like, coordinate circles, fixed salaries, grants, bonus circles, UBI floors, revenue splits, bounties. And you in the same pool of people might actually have a different mix and match of different schemes. And this changes with time too. Younger DAOs start to ask for things like salary and stability with time. Revenues, so they have revenue splits. Some have specific tasks, so we use bounties. And some have a fixed pool that we'll hand them. And then that pool of people will distribute that amongst themselves. The big problem there we face is how do you value work? And I'll add, how do you... Um, come up with different structures to meet the needs and requirements for different pools of talent with different levels of commit, commitment and different you know, market bases for their comp that people are benchmarking and talking about day to day. Uh, here's another quote. At the end of the day, people don't want to know how much bread you're putting on the table. It doesn't work if they want 15K and because of human judgment, they get 10K. So in this case, we're making those folks traditional offers. And a third case, you have to attract and retain talent, and good talent gets good rewards. You have to realize that if you leave a good developer's reward structure up to chance, there's a chance you'll lose them. So we pay our builders a stipend decided upon by project managers. You know, and so interesting, this point highlights the tension we've heard where DAOs are like, yes, in theory, we want people to come and go and work as much as they want and be free. But in practice, there's a cadre of people, developers and others that like, we kind of want them committed to us, and we're willing to give them what they need, what they want to keep them committed. 
because we don't really it costs a lot to lose someone. So what we're how this relates to Cornape is we're learning that Cornape circles are really popular for newer members, for uh, part timers, for those being vetted, and as a as a mix that creates a lot of good incentives with things like a base salary or other mechanisms. But we're also realizing that this tool needs to be expanded to meet other comp forms of compensation as the DAO landscape evolves. And we as a team are currently thinking through what that would look like um, as the space itself is thinking and every DAO itself is thinking through what a good scheme might look like. And we're trying to think about ways we can build an optionality um, for the DAOs. Um, our next insight uh, focuses on collaboration. Right. And so we had a list of like 25 pain points that DAOs had, we had previously identified with DAOs. And we asked folks to kind of say, tell me your top two and three. And we heard um, pretty consistently is that coordination with scale is the greatest challenge that DAOs face. And like no one has a good solution to it. And so when you're a small team of like, you know, 10, 15, 10 ish people, 15 people, coordination is easy, but or it's clearer to do in a non-hierarchical way. But like as DAOs scale, coordination gets exponentially more complex. And these DAOs are growing really fast, right? Like I said, they have to put the brakes on how quickly they're growing right now. And, what, and you know, natural silos arise and members lose sight of what one another are doing, right? So, and similarly, like when you come in and say, do the work you love, that's great. But then certain critical work is also getting overlooked. And so it's really hard for these DAO members to even know what one another are doing, know that their work is being useful in some cases, and hold the bigger picture and strategic perspective in hand, right? So we're seeing DAOs do things like uh, you might see in more traditional organizations, like introducing hierarchy, creating teams and sub-teams, you know, creating managers. Um, but they want to do all this in like a DAO native way, right? And like they want tools that can help with project management in a way that doesn't just replicate um, the organizations that these folks have left and don't want to be part of ever again. So that's really the conundrum. How do we coordinate? How do we introduce hierarchy, but in a way that looks different from the last generation of organizations? So just a few quotes here from, here's a, a, a VC in this space who is also a deep expert in human in um, human resources in Web two. Coordination broadly is the main point point. The most acute issue is no one actually knows what they're supposed to be doing. Another quote: When people first get into DAOs, they ask, "Do what they're told, do what you want, or what you're good at." But then at a certain point, not enough people are doing what needs to get done. So how do you balance love and passion? with like getting things done that add up to something bigger. Um, another quote, we need to visualize this org chart. If you don't have a clear way to see the org as a whole, you can't think so holistically about the organization. The number of people who can think about the whole organization is very small, so you lose high-level strategic thought, right? So you're asking people to, to vote or make empowered decisions, but how do those people even hold the big picture? How do they coordinate around decision-making? How do they even just stay informed with the context necessary um, in many cases to, to, make, to, to frame their own work, let alone have input into what others should be doing? 
So what we learned is like as a byproduct, uh, byproduct of participating in a coordinate circle, inherently people are sharing context about their work, right? And when you put in your work summaries, you're sharing with your whole circle everything you've been up to. You're also incentivizing relationship building. So people are more, uh, and you know, people have an incentive to go out and get to know other people and connect with other people and build relationships outside their silos. And similarly, this an, an epic, whether it's you know, say once a month, has everyone step back. It's a step back opportunity that says like, yeah, what are the DAO's priorities and how is everyone's work aligning against it? So we're finding this like this pause point and the incentives created by the circle can be even deepened to help support some of these coordination challenges, right? It's already doing good things for the DAO. And the coordinate map in some cases we've heard is like the only perspective that that a DAO has on what what is the DAO. Like it's this organic bird's eye uh, emergent view on like who's doing what and who's coordinating what, coordinating with whom. Um, and so I have just an interesting quote from like a new DAO is that um, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we find that the coordinate circle has developed strong team bonds and we see that as a positive thing for community building and cohesion over time. So on one hand, like you don't want the coordinate circle to be a popularity contest. On the other hand, you are encouraging people to form these bonds. So this like emergent byproduct of coordinate is something we want to like hone into further. And you know, we welcome ideas on how to do this and other things as well uh, and some of these other pain points. Because it's, it's in many ways the only kind of strategic step back a DAO may have. Um, our next insight is that is that uh, is on constraints. So we noticed that most of the DAOs we talked to today are very young, right? And they're growing fast. They're fueled by lofty ideas, possibilities, and a sense of a dream and shared purpose. <clears throat> but as these DAOs mature, they have to they are learning to adapt to more constraints, right? So they're hitting limitations around budgeting. They're having to think about competitive dynamics alongside cooperative dynamics. And they're going to have to start to, and they're learning to say no alongside yes, right? So for in a boom market, for an early organization, keep staying flat, maintaining cooperation and positivity is pretty easy. <clears throat> but then, you know, in a more constrained world, whether it be driven by like getting larger and hitting budget constraints or like a crypto downturn, there's more uncertainties that DAOs are trying to plan around, right? Like budgeting, um, focusing a bit more on accountability and outcomes alongside creativity. And then, um, and then understanding that some competition may be required within as hierarchy emerges. And eventually they're going to have, there all these thousands of flowers that are blooming. These grand experiments will have to be winnowed down like weeds in a garden. <clears throat> So some quotes to support that is it in so many communities, when the token isn't worth anything, everyone's out there willy-nilly and they're often over-allocating. A lot of them haven't run P&Ls, profit and loss statements, or done budgeting. And then they realize they deployed 60 or 70% of their treasury and they haven't even shipped anything yet. Um, so our DAO's holding a long-term vision with, um, of their treasuries in mind. Another quote. We're now migrating some people from coordinate circles to full-time. When there are five good designers, which one do you pick? And how do you avoid hurting the feelings of the other four who, uh, who don't become full-time but are, have done good work? 
even if a lot of good work is happening, if the work is not part of a strategy or something bigger, you may have to cut it. Especially if you move into a more bear market, there will need to be more focusing and consolidating of work. Budget and scope are inherently limited. And our last quote, I believe very strongly in governance and I'd love to see more downvoting. I know people like to stay positive, but if I think you shouldn't earn rewards, even though Ezra thinks you should, can I vote against you? I think this kind of stuff matters as DAOs grow. And I'll just say, you know, these things are pretty natural to face in the life cycle of like startups and other, and other organizations. It just so happens that DAOs are kind of hitting this in a different fla flavor and shape and form now and because they're all relatively young. Um, so you know, how this relates to Coordinate is that our tool was developed to meet the needs of DAOs at that moment in time. And so we've been thinking about these nascent DAOs, but we really want to make sure our tool is developed to help evolve alongside them. And so we're thinking about all these things um, um, in parallel, while also, I guess I want to emphasize again, like trying to keep the ethos and the spirit and the um, collaborative empowered nature of DAOs like alive in this evolution. So we're not just replicating the past. Okay. Our next insight is <clears throat> kind of emerged later in the process, but basically the short of it is admins are really important and they're really tired and stretched thin. And so you know, we talked to a lot of admins and these folks are working really hard. And a lot of you are on this call to sustain good vibes, keep good work going. Um, and admins make or break a coordinate circle, right? Like we found that if an admin is not committed to seeing things through, you know, coordinate circle will not survive. Um, a lot of their work, and a lot of these admins are self-taught, you know, they don't necessarily come from complex HR backgrounds and how useful that even is in the down environment, we don't know. And so they are looking for support. And, you know, especially as like what worked in their second month of, a, of, of uh, the DAO may not work in month 14. Um, so some quotes that support that is I'm putting quite a bit of energy into rewarding, acknowledging people because it's critical and engagement in my, is my job. Um, but I'm really trying to engage people in addition to money. Like engagement is my core job um, in this particular admin's case. You know, we spoke to someone else who was just trying to start up a coordinate circle, really thoughtful and sophisticated. And he's doing it because he believes the DAO ethos and the culture is really important. So he's trying to evangelize, educate people about coordinate, motivate them to join pilot circles. But there's not a lot to support him or support him in making all these subtle choices around the uh, circle setup. And in parallel, he's doing a million other things, trying to build a project management system and do a whole bunch of other things. So I just felt we felt a lot of empathy for this person, like, wow, like, is there a way to make his job easier? Um, and our last quote, because things are decentralized, every day I'm trying to minimize coordination costs for my own sanity or the communities. The less time people less time people spend need to spend um, less people need to spend time to coordinate, the more they actually coordinate. So how can we cut out frictions from the system? So like again, the whole process of building up a coordinate circle and getting it started and cat herding is meaningful work. And from this project, we've identified ways to try to um, make that job easier for admins, and also you know also help um, help them manage things instances that might kill the vibe 
of the coordinate circles or of their community more broadly as well. So in short, I heard, I, I, we heard this pretty loud and clear and we're with you. Um, the last insight I want to share is be told that we're human. And it's, I think it feels obvious, but it's really worth like unpacking a bit. So ultimately DAOs are simply groups of humans and these humans are susceptible to human impulses and biases, right? Like my PhD work is in sociology and social psychology and like humans are just not, as I think we all know through being live on this earth, like humans are just not, are not just not like fully rational objective creatures. So what we learned is these biases inevitably affect our tools, but here we are in Web3 trying to create a more level playing field for everyone. So the challenge is DAOs come with these aspirations of decentralization and meritocracy, but these distortions in human nature, if not understood and counterbalanced, really can undermine that. Um, and well-intentioned like well people um, without awareness of these tendencies don't always arrive at the fairest or optimal outcomes. And so there are lots of cases where without the right structures, these things can get worse. And good, like for example, DAOs that don't have any formal processes because they want to be truly non-hierarchical and create and without any systems, you know, can over time look more like, like an alpha command and control, like, you know, like, um, old school mafia organization. I know that in 2018, I was part of a DAO that looked like that. And we had every intention of, of empowering everyone, but without any, but the natural human dynamics led to, um, yeah, what felt like a mafia. And so we're seeing all these subtle ways. And what I'll say is feels really important is like, one's like, how are these tendencies? We want to explore how these tendencies may be showing up in the coordinate tool and helping to counterbalance them and, um, and then thinking more broadly at how this could be happening <clears throat> within the DAO landscape. So, you know, really simple things we heard with regard to coordinate is people get to the end of the month and forget what happened at the start of the month. And so, you know, if I did, if I did something like two days before the coordinate circle happened, I'd probably get more give than if I, if I posted it in, you know, three or four days into the coordinate circle. So how can we, it's called recency bias. You know, how can we start to counterbalance that? We already have some ideas that we're prototyping around that, but that feels really important because I guess everyone wants to feel like compensation and process is fair. Um, another example, some people use coordinate the way we intended it, giving to the people that they directly worked with. Others didn't work with people, but thought everyone deserved some compensation. So they allocate one to two tokens to everyone. Others did it by team. Some averaged out all the tokens. So what this, this quote is getting at is like people have different heuristics for how they, um, op how they um, divvy things out in a coordinate circle. And we don't even know what those are in some cases right now. And, um, and there's also a tendency to be nice. And so it's kind of a – some people are inclined to – basically someone who works a bit – at the next uh, – someone who works a little bit harder – and someone who puts in a little less time or who you don't know, you'll make give give to anyway. So let's make that explicit or like, so there's, um, at least it's understood the different way people give give. And here's another quote. You could spend 10 minutes on a tweet and be rewarded as much as someone who spent three days on a video. And this is in part because we don't also know 
we don't necessarily know how much um, work went into the, the video versus a tweet. So again, there are ways that like coordinate circles right now can reinforce these biases and overweight contributions that are more visible, that are recent, are made by those that we feel connected to. And so all, a whole suite of biases can infiltrate gut decision making. So what we really want to do is partner with our users and also use really good social science research to recalibrate the tool in ways that make things feel more fair and objective. And mind you, these are people also saying we love the tool and it's great, but we're noticing things that need to be recalibrated and rectified. So with that, that's the end of the formal presentation. And for those who stick around, we can have a conversation on insights. Um, what I'd love to also reiterate is like, we are doing active research right now to try to solve all these problems more to the extent possible in our tool. And we're looking for DAOs who will chat with us, who will be part of our research circle. So like, please message us in our research channels or mention, message me directly at Moshe hashtag 5298 on Discord um, to, to uh, engage with us because we're really trying to take this research to the next level and we want to do it in partnership with our community. Thank you very much, Moshe. Sorry, I was looking for my uh, mute button. Uh, so guys, we'd like to welcome any of you up to the unmute and uh, ask questions if you have questions. We will do our absolute best to answer them. Um, but this was a, a, a lot uh, to take in, so, so mm -hmm. take your time. Yeah, thanks a lot for sharing, Moshe. That was, that was actually great insight to so many DAOs. And uh, I know I felt the same pain in different uh, stages of different organizations. So it's great to have it kind of all in one presentation and condensed. And uh, so that's that was amazing. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing, Moshe. Um, on one of your last points where you said people get to the end of the month and forget what happened at the start of the month, yep. I was thinking just month by month help people who are running the DAOs thing. Can you say more about the Spotify recap? Uh, yeah, so uh, basically like every year, Spotify sends out a sort of uh, mini like presentation almost to each of their members where they give you a summary of the top artists you listen to, the top genres you listen to. Um, stuff that uh, has gone on during the year. And I think like, as you go through the year, you kind of forget some of the stuff you listen to maybe at the beginning of the year, but looking at this recap, you can see a lot of those insights. Um, so are you guys potentially planning something like similar where it's just kind of like, almost like an Instagram story where you just kind of tap through it, but you're able to see like at a very high level what's gone on this month and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great idea. I think the question is where does that that data come from? So, like, if you're trying to do your give circle at the end of a month, um, where does the data feed in? I think that if there are, but I think that's a great idea to try to automate some ways to do that. Um, I think two ways that we're we're thinking about doing it now that are so. I think that's a great idea. I think I love thoughts on you know where might that data come from. Two ways we're thinking about it now are. Um, ways where people make it easier for people to track um 
to track like good things they see over the course of the of the epi- of the epic. And so rather than having to like remember everything at the end, there are ways you can track or take notes of that um, things you're noticing so you can refer back to that. And the other way we're thinking about is also for ways to link it into project management. So an individual, it's easier for an individual to track their own contributions when they sum up, when they summarize their um, give statements. But I love the idea of automation um, where possible. And, and one thing that we have seen some DAOs do is they've looked back, like when they try to think about end of year bonuses or some end of year cycle circle, they try to find ways to synthesize across like a, a range of epics. So I think that's also another way it can happen. If someone's taking the time to track things weekly or monthly for their epics, that there's ways you can like synthesize. So, you know, high level picture of what they did this month. You know, not every mm-hmm. little thing, just just enough so it's like, oh yeah, they did that. Right, so it sounds like what you're saying is that the tools that works right now is fine. Um, I think what we have heard, though, is like in some cases, some of the solutions are just helping ad- giving reminders or prompts to new admins to help them do that, like give people guidance on um, to reminding them to what to include and what 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 to include and what might be extraneous in their summaries, for example. So sometimes it is just the admin prompting things out and have them be a bit fairer. Does that make sense? Box statement. Um, that's what shows up on your card when they're allocating epoch statement okay I'll, I'll look into that then totally so the, but what you're speaking to is is not uncommon for a new DAO. it's like they like yeah there's a place where that we were asked to summarize what you did and we just updated it so you can even add in links to like a project management tool or notion document um because some some DAOs are using that to track things so you literally could drop in a link or just write a few sentences like you said, and that's and and some DAOs have made or like have their process happen in two steps. Step one, everyone summarizes their work. Step two, everyone allocates. But right now, there's just a little bit of confusion on how to implement. You know, the yeah. two features are so there. For th- for this month, what I've done is I've become the Notion master, and I've set up our documentation and our to do list in such a way that it's very easy to see who did what. That's great. But in the long run, I'd like to keep it all within the app. <laughs> or, you know, keep it all within coordinate rather than need to use an external service. Yeah, absolutely. If you have problems finding that or figuring out the feature, um, feel free to ping someone. But I think it's hopefully it's self-explanatory. The key is making sure everyone in your down knows they're supposed to fill that out and giving them a little guidance on figuring on filling it out consistently. Yeah, I'll definitely That's- talk with my team about that. Cool. So I, I had a question. So one of the, the key things that you guys brought up in, in the presentation was about retaining talent and um, you know, as uh, an uh, organization evolves, some of the members want to have a salary. Is there uh, a way that you're envisioning uh, addressing those needs with coordinate? Uh, I would say, yes, we're definitely thinking about and experimenting with that. Um, I think right now our first priority though is trying to link, um, and link the, have a vault and, so that you can automate payments more. Cause we heard that's a pretty clear pain point for people using coordinate is like having to do this. So we're trying to automate the current payments. And I can imagine a future of the tool where then we're 
enabling um, set salaries and things like that in the future. Um, and, you know, to be clear, like everyone is, I'm curious if that, if that's an issue for you and how you're thinking about salaries for, and hybridization of coordinate and salaries and things like that. Yeah. So I, I work in several different organizations and we've had different, uh, payout structures. So, um, specifically, we've used it to reward uh, community contributions, or we've used it as like a, a half of the kind of the equation for mm -hmm. programmatic uh, payout. So we do uh, source credit as well, and mm -hmm. uh, balance it with coordinate. So we've got some of the the metrics and then some of the personal uh, opinions and network structure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so what I'll say is like, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out ways that, where you can make it easier to combine these salary approaches and we'd love to, we're going to mock those up before we build them and get some input on what really feel makes sense to the DAOs. But like you said, we're trying to this, come up with a solution that evolves with the DAOs because I don't. I think this felt probably a year ago. Um, this felt less important. Uh, you know, salaries felt less important. So while you guys are thinking of your next question, um, we've kind of ended the uh, OAP time. So if you want to um, go to the claim channel and type slash OAP and then space claim. That will uh, have DGEN, DGEN send you your, your PO app there. Um, also, Ivy has dropped in our feedback channel uh, the feedback, uh, our feedback form in Notion. So if you have ideas or, or things that you want to like see happen in Notion, you can go into there and um, fill that out, and we will have that data logged at that point. Go ahead, keep going. I just wanted to uh, drop that before everybody hopped off the call. Yeah, we're definitely down for uh, welcome like crowdsourcing solutions to some of these things, um, like the Spotify recap idea or others and the feedback form would be a great way to share that. Um, and I'm curious also if, if there are things that I'm that we missed that you're also thinking about. Hi, Moshe. Um, Hi. I, I came in a little bit late, so I don't know if this was talked about in the beginning of the presentation, but uh, at CreatorDAO, we've been exper uh, exp uh, experimenting with weighted gifts. So we allocate uh, more gifts to people that are senior members and people that are in management positions. And this is in an attempt to to lessen the burden on uh, newer members that don't know how to allocate gifts and perhaps don't know the other members as well. Um, but we find that as a result, like after we, we finish the round, we kind of feel like this isn't a disadvantage to, to uh, the senior members uh, because they were allocated more gifts to give away. So in return, they don't, get as many gifts. I don't know if I'm making any sense and if the math really mm -hmm. does work out this way. So I don't know if, if this has been talked about. I'm just wondering if 
if this is like a viable <laughs> uh way to tackle with like inexperienced uh members that don't know how to give but then it's 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 just it doesn't work out as well for the senior members oh i think that's a that's a great point um you kind of want to I, a number of folks have talked about the need to give out Can folks still hear me? Yes. Yep, I can still hear you. Sorry. I okay, great. Um, yeah, B, thank you for for that. I would say that we've heard folks struggling with the need to allocate um, around like certain people. How do we decide who gives, has, has how many gives to give out? I think a recalibration for not punishing those people um, is, does feel important and is something that hasn't come up a lot. And so I think there's two ways of thinking about that. One is maybe there's ways to automate the tool with some calibration factor around that um, to rebalance things. And but I think the second is I think we'd like to really be collecting some of these stories of how our users are doing it so we can provide some guidance. Because some DAOs are like, yeah, we know we need to do things a bit different, do some version of what you're doing, but we're not sure how to think about it. And so, and that might be just more qualitative like a guide or prompting of questions. Um, if you have specific ideas on how you'd like the tool to, to counterbalance that though, um, feel free to send me a direct message or use our, the feedback thing, uh, tool that uh, Ivy posted, because that does feel important. Uh, I have a, a quick idea for that. What about something like a hold token? So we've got give token, but what about if you could also assign tokens that would count at the epoch setting that would be awarded to some of the managers that uh, they wouldn't have to give away? Hmm. Uh, sorry, I didn't get, uh, so hold back. Uh gifts uh so reserve the gifts for for the senior members is that what you meant no the idea is that so give tokens get burned at the end of the epoch cycle so anything you don't give still gets burned but the idea is is that we're saying that some of some of the some of the weight is not being equally distributed so being able to assign some of that weight that was not going to be transferable in the form of like a hold token would, would essentially be like locked give tokens that were not burned is the concept. Would something like that work? I think we need to think about that a bit more. I think it's an intriguing idea. Oh, sorry, I didn't know I was muted. We've but, talked about yeah, um, different ways. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. 
Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say we've talked about having two uh, types of give to, to allocate between um, like a more of a reputational one and, and a different holding one. And at one point we had a, a, the ability to burn give, but that was kind of a confusing uh, user flow. And so we, we had dropped it, but I think it's still a, a issue that we need to look into more. Sorry, you can go go ahead. I'm I'm done. Other questions, comments, reactions? Hey, Moshe, I was thinking, um, you mentioned that uh, best by adopting best practices from other DAOs, um, that maybe a lot of some of the problems could be solved just by people learning what others are doing. I was wondering if there's some way that that could be incentivized for DAOs to share or um, benefit from each other's learnings. I don't know if you've thought at all about something like that. Yeah, well, what I found that um, I think there's two ways of thinking about it. one is we could try to design more like incentives for that. But I also find that at least of everyone I engage with, there's a really generous spirit and we're all and we're all trying to learn together. And so I also think I also suspect if we just create a there's forums or spaces for that, then um, we might see natural participation. But I'm curious if you have something more specific in mind. Like what would what would encourage you um, to share your your experience or your learnings? Yeah, I I guess um, I guess there's there's one thing about just attracting people to your DAO. Like your DAO is uh, shows expertise or um, demonstrate, and and I do think there is that generous spirit. Um, I, like what comes to mind, like there's best practices that are social, like how to gather buy-in and, and things like that. Um, but maybe other like models for allocation, like what other people are doing with uh, like separate types of tokens and, and other things. I wonder if some of those could even be programmed, like people could make plugins for Coordinate that they um, would get benefit from by I don't, I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> just thinking out loud. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're kind of definitely open to collaborations. If someone wants to make the effort and think about a plugin or something like that, they should definitely reach out to the team. Um, and in terms of, you know, I, I like what you said that DAOs want to attract people to the DAOs and show their expertise. And so creating forms or spotlights for think, places for highlighting that sounds um, sounds like a a good idea because I think we've seen a lot of creativity emerge from our users. And then it's just like super basic stuff. Like a number of the folks I talked to created their own onboarding videos and I don't think, you know, and they're open to sharing those. So I think we just have to figure out the best forum 
format for like, say, here's six user-created onboarding videos. Um, feel free to use any of them um, rather than letting it, reinventing the wheel each time. Reese, do you think it might be time to wrap up, given we're at the hour? Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good uh, a good place to call it. Um, just wanted to say thank you, guys. We appreciate you hopping in here, and very much appreciate your user feedback that you've given us to kind of get us to this point. Um, we're also looking forward to what you guys have to offer uh, in the future, because we definitely want Coordinate to be a tool that uh, kind of facilitates what the the DAOs are are doing. We're we're super excited about seeing how our how it's being used, um, and can't wait to to make it uh, make those kind of places where it's been hacked around to to do what we want it to do uh, to work better. Um, if you have ideas, we'd love to we'd love to hear them, like we've said in the research channel or the feedback channel, uh, or if you just want to DM us, that's cool too. We are uh, we are all ears and happy to work on what you guys have in mind. Cool. So um, we will uh, we'll see you later. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks everyone.